0: Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Murder and Misery, our true crime podcast.
1: We are your hosts, my name is Heather, and I know absolutely nothing about true crime. And my name is Jillian, and I consider myself somewhat of a true crime expert. Yes, Jill is our resident true crime expert. And we created this podcast so that Jill
0: could teach me about all things true crime, both locally and nationally, and to take you guys along for the journey, so that if you too know nothing about true crime, you can learn something. Or maybe hear another perspective about stories you already know.
1: Okay, so today's episode is very different because for the first time in Murder and Misery history, we have a guest speaker. So I will not be discussing today's story, but rather listening. And me and Heather will both be getting um, our live what reactions yeah. to it. But I know a little bit about the story because it is my Aunt Tina's story. So,
2: you can introduce yourself. Well, I'm the infamous Aunt Tina that gets talked about a lot on this this show. I love hearing myself. And <laughs> she's I, probably our number one super fan. I am. I am. And and I when I got came over, I got this free T-shirt that says. She has our I very first a... piece of merch.
0: That's worn not... by a fan.
2: Right. <laughs> yes. And from what I understand, your mother,
1: my twin sister, doesn't have one yet. She's she's already mad and we haven't even posted this yet. <laughs> she's upset she yes. doesn't have any cool stories. That's well, funny. she needs to get some. That's what I said. And then she'll be a guest. Tina's story is very scary. So oh. No, I'm fine. And Heather literally hasn't... She's never heard it, so she has no <laughs> idea what it's even about. And All she... I know
0: is Aunt Tina's been... Dying to tell me about it.
2: Absolutely, and I hope it's one of those things that you think, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> seriously, I hope you say seriously a lot. And uh, what's the other catchphrase? I was thinking of that today, where you say, um, "Sketchy, oh, sketchy." Because I'm stuck. Yeah, back in like early <laughs> because when you were, I guess, a teenager or a young adult, you used that root word "sketchy," and I remember. What is this word? Sketchy. Yeah. So it was. That was you introduced us to that. I'm supposed to say sus. So are you ready for this tale of uh, murder? You would you look at me and think, oh gosh, she she's involved in a murder. Not that I murdered anyone. Well, that was my initial concern. Not that I
0: have ever in my (laughs) life thought that you were a murderer. But when Jill told me that you had like this really serious crime that you were, like involved in involved in is what she had initially said. I was like, I don't feel like. We should tell the story on the internet. I feel like maybe we should keep it a secret if yes. she was involved in a crime. And she was like, "Well, it was more like a witness situation." And
2: I yes. was like, "Oh, okay." Yes. So back in the day, this is in um, early night or July of nineteen ninety one. Uh, I was engaged or becoming engaged to my second husband at that time, and. At that time, I worked at Schnook's in O'Fallon in the flower shop. And my coworker worked in the produce department, and he heard I was getting married, and he mentioned that his wife worked part-time at a jewelry store in Chesterfield. So so he gave me the information on it, and he had to make an appointment. I called to make an appointment. It was called, and I'm probably saying the last name wrong, um, Honigman's FMN Crown Jewels. So if anybody wants to look that up. Chesterfield, Missouri. Chesterfield, Missouri. Um, And it was in fancy uh, Chesterfield. You know, remember this is 91. Uh, Chesterfield Mall was still going strong. This was in the bank building that was next to the mall. And it was really kind of cool. We had to make an appointment. Um, We set it up. I think it was a Friday... Or Saturday evening, I can't remember, in July of 1991, um, or late 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 afternoon, but I remember going down the steps and you had to be buzzed in. That'll be kind of critical. Had to be buzzed in. So we walked in, and my fiance at the time, our ex-husband, his name was Randy. and Refer to him. So we walked in. Uh, we introduced ourselves to the owner. He was expecting us and uh, chatted with him for a little bit. Uh, He sat us down, and we were sitting at a table, and there was a little tiny TV, and he sat us down to watch a CCC video. If you bought jewelry, they talk about clarity, cut, all of that, and I could have cared less. I, I really could have cared less about that. I just wanted to look at the diamonds and pick out something, so I was kind of annoyed that we had to sit through that. But while we're sitting there, so we're sitting in the chairs, the little TV is on the table in front of us and we're watching the video. The rest of the jewelry store is like in front of us. So we're kind of at the edge, you could see the door. Behind us was like a break room, a kitchen area or something like that. And he'd set up the video, gone back in there and he was talking to people back there. Now. I, they were carrying on and cutting up a little bit. I thought they were laughing and joking. Now, Randy later said he thought they were kind of arguing a little bit. So, you know, and of course, this has been 30 years ago. Right. But I just thought, good grief. What kind of, you know, ruckus is, you know, what kind of place is this? Fancy, but, you know. So, uh, a few minutes later, probably... The video wasn't on uh, over yet, so about mid-video, two males walked past us to leave, like they were leaving, and they they were African American men. Um, one looked younger, one was taller. I mean, I can I can see this in my mind's eyes still. They walked past us, and then the front one, who looked to be the bigger one, turned to the younger one he didn't high five him but the look he gave was a in the know. you, you know now it's a fist bump thing type of thing it it, was, it wasn't a specific thing like that but it was just an odd look that he gave to him like huh you know and it struck me i just thought what i don't know it just struck me so they walked out and then the The owner's wife, she came out and she talked to us for a few minutes. And then she was the one that took us into an office that was next to there. And that's where the diamonds were. I was like, okay, finally, we're looking at diamonds. All good. So we're sitting there. We're looking at diamonds. And all of a sudden, I got this light fluttering. Now, you both know that I'm born-again Christian Filled with the Holy Spirit, this 30 years ago, July 1991, and I'd been a Christian since I was a kid. You didn't know this was going to be about Christians. <laughs> I did not. Since I was a kid, um, mom took us to Holy Roller churches. I knew about being filled with the Holy Spirit and everything like that. But after my first divorce, at being you know in, in a dark uh, situation, a depressing situation, course I turned my life back over to God you know I was young 21 or something like that and I turned my life kind of ran to God again you know rediscovered that and got filled with the Holy Spirit and you know the indwelling of the Holy Spirit so I was really trying to live for the Lord wasn't perfect or anything like that but I I did have you know that indwelling of the Holy Spirit so um just a little backstory there but so I'm sitting there And, um, that looking at the diamonds and I get this flutter feeling, it's a hard, it's hard to describe. Some people might say, oh, instinct or, um, intuition, um, you know, when your conscious bothers you, things like that. I feel that's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. But at the time I really, I really didn't know, but I felt some kind of something, uneasiness So that uneasiness turned into a few minutes later, still looking at diamonds, chatting, and feeling of, maybe we should go. Just an uneasy feeling. And it stopped me in my tracks, kind of. And then... And you didn't know why? Didn't know why. Because we were in a jewelry store. Right. And then it became stronger. I still can feel that sensation of a strong feeling of make up something, make up going to the, that you decided you want to go shopping at the mall. Now at that time, shopping, going shopping was not something that I would just say, oh yeah, let's go shopping or something. It just wasn't in my nature to say, oh, but I felt that. Okay, just say you want to go shopping um, over at the mall. I kept feeling that. Then it became an audible in my head voice leave go leave and yeah, it was like, like it was chills. screaming <laughs> at me leave now so i was just like okay so the wife said you know she's still talking carrying on all the while i'm not letting on that anything i'm playing it cool. So I'm trying to think, okay, we need to get out of here. And the, the wife said, well, if, you know, we picked, we'd narrowed it down, stay all the while. I can do two things at once, you know, I'm inside churning and the outside picking out diamonds, which by the way, I just wanted the biggest, cheapest diamond, you know, yeah. I didn't care about cut clarity. Just give me the biggest, <laughs> cheapest one that looks good. So we had narrowed it down and she said we could put a, a deposit down. So I wrote a check for $100. Now, there's a side story of why was I writing the check. So. Ex-husband, <laughs> yes, ex-husband, ex-husband. <laughs> so. But anyway, so I quickly wrote a check thinking, we'll think about this all later, wrote a check and gave it to her. And that'll play into the story. So we gave her the check. And all that while, that audible, in my head, leave now and just the uneasiness in my spirit now i know that was in my spirit i didn't know that but it was in my spirit so we gave her the check got up and i'm like okay okay and we left i remember walking out that door she let us out she unlocked us let us out the door we walked up the steps and we walked across the parking lot. And again, that urgency was still there. It was dark then. It was Remember, it was in July. So when we got there, it was still kind of light. But by now, it was dark. Um, I did notice the lot was empty. There was one car. And I don't know if it's just from being if I really remembered the color or anything like that, or that it was just told me the later, but I do remember a car was there and it was sitting, not directly across from ours, but a couple of rows, but it was across from ours. And that again, urgency and the just go, the words just go. And we got in the car and again, he had no clue what was going on, got in the car, pulled out of the parking lot and not until we were on the street did I feel that rush of relief it was so weird it was just the weirdest thing so I didn't even hardly say anything to him about that because it was instantly relief gone didn't think a thing about it end of story right (laughs) so like like I said (laughs) (laughs) like I said that was a a Friday or Saturday, I'd have to look it up exactly. But two days later, which either was a Sunday or Monday, I can't remember, I didn't work in between time. I had worked like that day at Schnucks and I didn't work for two consecutive days. Um, But I got a call on that second day from my Schnucks coworker, which was really odd. This wasn't the days of cell phones where everybody knew everybody's number or anything like that. It was just odd that he called me and he said did you did you guys go to the jewelry store um friday night because you know i had told him we were gonna have appointments and he goes did you end up going and i said uh yeah and he he said when did you go and i said friday night or whatever and he goes oh wow he goes they got robbed that night gosh And, and you know what my first instinct was Gosh, I hope they didn't think I did it. <laughs> they oh. think I did it? That was oh. the first thing I thought. And I was like, oh, gosh. And he said, yeah, they robbed them. They got robbed, and they were shot. And the owner, the, the man, the husband, uh, his name was Stephen Honigan. He was shot four times, and he died. my gosh. His wife, Florence was seriously injured. She was shot too. She, um, ended up playing, playing dead. Um, and they left. Um, it happened about, um, they, it, it says like at 11 PM. So, I mean, there's some gray areas on, on, on timeline there, but, um, Shortly after the robbery, a a town and country police officer had stopped a speeding car on Interstate 270 and subsequently um, arrested the driver and a youth who was 15. There was jewelry recovered in the car, and they determined that was from the jewelry store. So they determined these were the fellas, yeah. um, and a gun was found on the ground a few miles away. And I was like, wait. We saw those men. We saw those guys, and talked to him a little bit more. And I was like, I "Wonder should we call the police?" You know, kind of being young and dumb, didn't know what to do. Never had this experience happen. So he was like, "Yeah, you probably should just to let them know," you know. So uh, we called the Chesterfield Police Department, and then got, I think, sent to the town and country. I don't remember how we got. You know, back then you didn't Google anything, yeah. you know, how we got to the right people. But uh, they were very happy to that they were going to come take our statement. In fact, the next day, a police investor came out and questioned us. Um, so what we found out was, um, and this the, the police t- investigator came out and questioned us the next day, and then a few months later, probably... Six months later or so, another police investigator came out or from the prosecutor's office came out. And I probably am mixing up the because it's been 30 years sure. of which one said what thing. But um, in the between those interviews, we found out that um, these two men had come in. contacted um, Honickman, the jeweler, and the jeweler agreed to meet them. Um, And I'll tell you the guy's name, and uh, his name was the grown-up at the time. His name was Herbert Smalls. And the nephew's name, I don't know if I have his, but he was 15 at the time, so he was younger. But Smalls uh, wanted to meet up with Honekman and Honigman agreed uh, on the pretense that Smalls was buying a gift for his fiance. So he was in there, he pretended to be a customer, and he also talked about that he had some jewelry to sell or some other business that he wanted to do. Um, and then he, when other customers showed up, that was us, that put a hitch in their plan, so luckily, they said, okay, hey, we'll come back later. We got to think, think about some things. I want to, there's some jewelry that I want to bring in too to trade in. Um, we will come back later and make a, the purchase. And so luckily, blessedly, they left and they waited out in that parking lot for us to leave. That's very spooky. That was them out there, and the police officer that came out, he said it was very likely they wouldn't have waited much longer. Mm-hmm. Very likely. You're lucky
0: uh, that even you being in there initially made them stop. Yes. Blessed. Yeah. Blessed. i I blessed. I, I guess it just threw them off enough for them to be like, oh, we need to think about it, come up with a different plan, like, Our initial plan isn't going to work, which obviously it's horrible that the jeweler lost his life. But lucky for you that
2: you got those ceilings to get out of there. Oh, yes. And like that officer said, they wouldn't have waited much longer. It turns out after shooting the couple, the robbers snatched the diamonds and jewelry and everything from under the counters. They stole um, bracelets um, and necklaces and a ring from Florence, who they thought was dead they pulled stuff off her these people had no soul i did not know that part yeah
0: that's horrible
2: um she had said she was she pretended to be dead and she heard her husband moaning he didn't die instantly (sighs) can you imagine Mm -mm. but she didn't move for fear that they would come back um when uh you know she finally got enough nerve you know and called them um she had managed to crawl to a phone in the store and she gave the police a description of of them. And of course, you know, it was broadcast over police radios and and they were caught. Now, that second interview, when they had, um, you know, going to come to prosecute, needed to interview us again. Um, By then I was pregnant and I was freaked out. (laughs) So um, luckily they said that There wasn't any need that I would testify, but just Randy's testimony would be enough. Uh, And I was thankful for that. Both officers that came out were very kind. Um, And when they came to the house and talked to us, they had showed us crime scene pictures. They were very kind and they held their finger on certain things that they didn't want me to see. Um, like the blood splatter that was all over the chair that I had been sitting in. The Ugh, I feel like one officer on stomach. pointed to a check on the desk. Oh, and that was yours? That was blood-stained. That was mine. Um, by the way, I, I, a few weeks later, I um, got a phone call from the daughter, and she said, I'm going through all this, and I found your check. Uh, would you, do you want to still purchase, and she goes, she goes, we don't have, you know, the capacity to sell, and I, I said, can you tear it up, and she goes, I'm just going to tear it up, so, but yeah, it was a blood stain check, um, it, it was a horrific, the crime scene was horrific, blood splatter, like I said, splattered in the chair I'd been sitting, and I give God the glory for protecting me and giving me wisdom I didn't know what I was to be doing I wasn't I I didn't know what was happening I didn't but I was given specific instructions leave leave to get just go God speaks to us and we should listen. Now, we don't live our life in fear where we're constantly thinking, oh, you know. Mm-hmm. But when God tells us something, we should listen. And if you're wondering what happened to these assailants, these these men without souls, Herbert Smalls was, in 2014, there was this hubbub of death penalty cases where drugs um, being are you thinking injected? Yes, injected. Lethal injection. Lethal injection, but the drugs that they give you before that, was it unconstitutional because that caused pain and suffering to be injected with this? Seriously, oh. that was the, some kind of hubbub about that. That, that, that it was inhumane to cause him pain by being inflicted, injected with these drugs. Seriously, People have nothing to do, uh, better to do than think about, I mean, I'm all for not having inhumane things, but this man is on death row getting the death penalty. Do we care that it hurts him when he gets the drugs injected into him? And They
1: they inject like like Xanax on steroids and yeah. you, before you get all that done, too. Wow.
2: Well, anyway, it was a big controversy back in 2014, and Herbert L. Smalls... Was the guy, and he was this this guy, and then as soon it's funny when it came on the news, it was on the news. I instantly knew it was that guy. I hadn't oh. in, in twenty fourteen or yeah twenty fourteen. That was twenty. You guys do the math. I'm a teacher. I don't do math. oh you
1: mean like when the when, whole execution thing happened? Yes, she when that came on the that news, it was him right
2: away. I I recognized it. I, I was just like, oh my gosh, that's the man. Kill him. <laughs> um, I, you know, I'm sorry, of him. <laughs> but yeah, he deserves it. Sorry if that's gonna hurt when they kill you, but the other guy, he was 15 years old at the time. 15 years old at the time. His name was Norman Brown, and he was convicted. He was a juvenile, but he was convicted, and he is serving two life sentences without parole plus 90 years. Well, wow. thankfully, so what gets me is these men had planned this out this was all premeditated they had a plan it was interrupted when we were there they could have carried it out but they absolutely were intent on killing people they were going to kill two people they certainly wouldn't have minded kill four people But again, I give God the glory for protecting me and and again, giving me wisdom to listen to that indwelling of the Holy Spirit.
1: Yeah. And I think that, I mean, especially since um, Randy was involved, I'm sure your, your statement was there too. It must've been scary knowing that your name was on that and that they knew who you guys were, even though they were incarcerated. That would oh, freak me out.
2: Yes, absolutely. That's why I didn't want to go to, to the trial because yeah. I thought. Oh. And luckily, my name's changed several times since then. So we're on. <laughs> we're several
1: husbands later after this one. <laughs> That's
2: funny. So questions.
1: <laughs> um, if. If I can, I can bully her. She's my aunt. But if it hadn't went down like this, would you thought maybe the gut feeling was don't get married to
2: this guy? That's funny that you say that because. The day before the wedding, I had not that intense intense Mm -hmm. of a feeling. But yeah, God was telling me, don't do it. Just have a party. I mean, I remember hearing that. Just have a party because I had already bought the reception food and stuff. Have a party. Don't get married. Don't get married.
1: Well, I'm very happy that I got my favorite cousin out of it, though. Yes
2: that was the only blessing but yes yes she was the only blessing from this whole thing but yeah it, talk about happy having... <laughs> just signs yes signs yes mm-hmm. talk about having yeah here's your sign but you know god god does take beauty for ashes and made a situation that had no no happiness and and gave us
1: you know, a blessing of Courtney.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So Right. And I think she does listen. I, was, I know Sarah listens and we're all in a group chat. So hmm. um, I'm, I had
0: no idea who we were talking about that entire time. Courtney? Now I know. Oh. Like <laughs> you said her name, but before you said her name, I was like, I don't know who this cousin is. Like I thought it was like a distant cousin.
1: No, this is when she, because she said during the trial, I didn't know this part until she just said it. But during the trial, she didn't want to go because she was pregnant. And I know, well, I never met this husband, but I know what offspring came from which husband before I was born. I did not. I'm sorry. So I was
0: confused. I was like, oh, okay, like a distant cousin. No,
1: a close cousin.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Reactions, questions.
1: It's so weird for Listen, me because I to, I've talked the most. Well, I know, and I haven't said anything, and it's so weird because I'm usually the one talking. in my the, shoes. I I like the
2: expressions. I wish this was television because I really like the I say that all the time.
1: Yeah, I'm like
2: I'm. Did you dream and
0: sad that friend. that happened to your jewelry <laughs>
2: jewelry
1: friend? And I I you know I don't know what it was. Is it kind of like Randy's where it's like very small? Like were they just what not expecting small? people to be there?
2: Well, they. It was remember. It was by kind of an exclusive, mm-hmm. and it was by appointment. It was later in the evening, so it was beyond their normal business hours. So I, I if I was guessing, it would be like we had made it for seven p.m. or something like that. So they weren't expecting a lot of people to to be there. And they were probably trying to get there before they like left. Sure, and yeah. locked everything and they up. They probably made an appointment. Um, oh, you mean initially? Yeah, I'm saying like when from came. what it sounded like.
1: They had they had decided to, you know, push it off when you guys showed up. Right. But then whenever you got back and they were just waiting, they probably wouldn't have waited much longer because they were knew that they were going to close and start putting the the well, diamonds up. Probably and you had to get
2: buzzed and, into the building. Right. Right. They, they and they did it wasn't like you know cell phones where they could call from their car and say mm-hmm. hey we're coming back. But as soon as apparently apparently as soon as we left, they went back down and buzzed and hey oh we're back we're gonna buy you know whatever and they buzzed them in that's so scary yeah yeah and you know i'm i'm sure things like that go on but to to have that experience you know to to see it firsthand and even beyond the you know the holy spirit speaking to me the maybe the christian aspect of it it was a scary situation. I yeah. mean, it didn't stop me from continuing to getting engaged and or buying diamonds. <laughs> it didn't stop That's that. True. It didn't on that. But um, I had really had meant to look up to see if, you know, like the wife was still alive and things like that. But I, I didn't. Um,
0: I can't imagine what she went through. Like, I would probably have done the same. Um, just out of fear. You know, they sure. they say, like, it's actually, like, fight or flight yes. or freeze. Yes. And so I probably would have froze, froze. as well. Yeah, because you couldn't
2: have fought them. Right. You couldn't have fought them. No. Yeah.
0: Couldn't run away. Yeah. Like, they were going to kill you, and if they think that they did, then maybe they'll leave you alone. I mean, they even say to do that with, like, a bear sometimes. Because <laughs> I hope I
2: never get my bear. <laughs> me too.
0: Me too. But, like, kind of the way to deter them from continuing to attack you is to pretend like you're already dead. Yeah. Yeah. But... And a zombie have to zombies hear. too
2: you pull pull if you're ever in a zombie situation to you either cover yourself with um, There's skin. dead yep. yeah dead zombie people. or you know yeah. if you're laying there and you've got dead people around you pull those dead people over you I know it sounds gross but pull them. you're looking at me this she's is, looking at me this seriously this like, she didn't l- she, l- like, she wasn't making dead Zombies.
0: Yeah, she's telling us what how to survive a zombie attack.
2: Tina, stop watching The Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> you just pull them over and then... Yeah. Darian watches The Walking Dead, too. Yeah. It needs to end. It's on its last um, Oh, it's season. still being recorded? Yeah. Yeah. It, oh, it yeah. needs to end. I it, think, yeah. It, this how is many the last people are
0: alive left? Not very many. I mean, okay. Yeah.
2: And we scream at the TV. They should have done it. Anyway, yeah. Anyway. Mm. You never know what you're going to do in a situation, but I'm yeah. pretty sure when I'm in a zombie situation... I will know what to do.
0: Anyway, what I was saying was I just can't imagine how hard it would be to like, you know, you're trying to survive and you're laying there and you're pretending like you're dead and you're hearing them rushing around, whatever. Hearing your husband. To hear your husband who's suffering. And you know, she's suffering as well because she was shot as well. But you know, the thing that you would want to do in that moment is to be with your spouse your significant other
2: and how heartless were they taking they assumed she was dead taking her rings and her jewelry off right off of her body that's horrible they have no heart they have no souls these these men have had no souls and very disrespectful
1: did they did they say like in the court case because i know obviously the grown like man was the the ringleader but did they say who actually, because it said they found one gun. Did they say if he was the one that actually, and the other guy was an accomplice? or That I don't
2: know. You don't know? I, I don't know. That's okay. I probably should have looked up the case. But I, I really wanted to keep it fresh and real, you know, like to tell this story. Well, yeah. we've literally
1: never had a first-hand, yeah. um, you know, other than Tanner. But we didn't first-hand experience any of that. So it's kind of crazy and... Very sad, but I'm glad you um, obviously are here yes. and that you guys
2: that God got, got out of Dodge.
1: Him. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you listened to your gut when feeling. Did you, when did you tell your fiance
2: about your feelings? When uh, the co-worker, the co-worker called? called and I got off the phone with him, uh, Randy wasn't there at that moment, but he was like, he wasn't it wasn't too much longer after the phone call that he was uh that he had gotten there or whatever and it, in fact it's funny i'm i'm visualizing you know being in the kitchen in a phone call which it's the house i live in now oh yeah it was granny's yeah. house mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah so and randy at the time lived in the the trailer where um charlie and linda's uh, shed is there was oh, we had a mobile home there I didn't know that so yeah it, very short time but so he was coming from there I think maybe I'd called him and told him to come on over I forgot what your question was oh when it, did I tell him yes yep. I told him you know what had happened and then I said I had this feeling you know and I told him all, all about that and I said remember <laughs> you know let's just standing up and me writing that check and you know which also, you know, to those girls out there that are looking at engagement rings, you do not be the one to write the check. Nothing <laughs> good can come of that. Down. Ian yeah. doesn't listen, but you, yeah. you can tell him that after.
1: Yeah,
2: Darian listens, but it's, it's a little too late.
1: A little too late. <laughs> <laughs> I but I didn't,
2: so. so. Hopefully this um, inspires a lot of people to maybe look into... Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> and this episode <laughs> was brought Jesus. to you by the
1: 700s Club. <laughs> That's hilarious. No, but really, I mean, Shout whether... Out
2: to the Lord.
1: <laughs> right. But whether or not, you know, not everybody that listens is religious, but definitely whether you think it's the Holy Spirit or you think it's your intuition or whatever, always Listen. trust your gut. And like we say, or we've said in a couple episodes, I'd rather people think I'm crazy than have something happen. And if I, you know, if you're feeling something and it... You, maybe the Jewelry later thought you were rude because you were trying to get out of there. Like, I'd rather somebody think I'm rude than, you know, find out otherwise. So,
2: yeah.
1: um, but...
2: And, and th- th- on that note, think how many times that probably God has protected us from things. I'm sorry to keep bringing it back to God. Or just to say that we've been protected from things that we didn't even know mm-hmm. happened. All the, the, the catastrophes that we avoided by taking a different way home. I, and I know so much, you know, this is life and it's an imperfect world and and things that are going to happen are going to happen. Right. But, um, you know, I know we've been protected from things that we don't even realize. And we may never know. Some things we may know, some things we won't know. Right. And I, I
1: always think that too because, um, well, with Caitlin, she – ended up, I, I was having like dreams once that she got kidnapped and she actually got swine 09. This was 2009. She got swine flu. She was, stayed home from school cause she was sick. And, uh, that, that week that she was gone, the person, that girl that she walked home from school with almost got abducted.
2: Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah. And they walked from school every single day. And, you know, the one time that she gets sick and isn't at school, uh, you know, they think that the. Like, I, i guess had been like stalking them oh, or something gosh, yeah. so um that's
0: terrifying
1: yeah and so you know if you're late to, to work one day it's like who knows if yeah you know that's what i always think everything happens day, for a reason this is
0: like a silly story but there was one day that i was actually at church so this really goes You into, were actually at church um, you're at church a the, lot <laughs> No i know but like this story yeah. happened i was in the church parking lot and i had to call my dad because my car wouldn't start and my car was like very reliable It never didn't start. So I was like, I don't know what's going on. He's like, Well, you try this. Yes, I tried that. Well, did you try this? Yes. Okay, try this other thing. Okay, so I tried that, still wouldn't start. He was like, Okay, well, it's going to be a little bit because I'm at work, but I'll come and see what I can do. Okay, so I sit, I wait, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting. I used to volunteer at the church office. And my dad gets there, and he turns the key, and it started.
2: Oh, wow.
0: And I was like, I felt so bad. Like, I was just, like, apologizing profusely. Like, I I promise I tried that. Like, of course, I tried. (laughs) I used the key. Right. (laughs) Um, And he was like, don't worry about it. You know, we'll never know. But maybe you missed an accident. Like, maybe there was going to be an accident and you were meant to be here. Or, you know, we'll never know, like, what you could have avoided. But clearly something because why else would the car Absolutely. Not start, And then
1: literally my dad gets there. I believe it.
2: I believe it. I absolutely believe that that's a thing.
1: Yeah. You know, rest in peace to Steven. And I guess we don't really know where his wife is, but if she's still around, mm-hmm. hopefully she's doing okay. Um, I couldn't imagine. I mean, I'm sure it's scary enough for you to have been in the same building. I can't imagine right. what she and went I'm, through. And I'm
2: very, you know, I, I feel, I feel felt. So sorry for her. Mm-hmm. Absolutely felt so sorry. And, and, you know, still express deepest sympathies for that loss. That, that had to have been, you know, have a loss, but then have a tra- such tragic and and senseless. Absolutely senseless. Yeah, and I
1: feel like the whole ring, taking her ring off is just degrading.
2: My yeah. Gosh. Yeah, absolutely. But,
1: like, you know, it's crazy what people do, but we had a robbery, like, and this was the first Armed robbery, we've had in I don't know how long, but over quarters at oh. the car wash today. Oh, is that what that was? I yeah, saw that who are you thinking. robbing at a car? Literally, yeah. you, you're like that desperate for quarters. It, yeah,
0: you know, we have. I mean, I'm sure they probably thought they had more than just
1: quarters, yeah, but it's just weird to rob a car at a car wash, a car yeah, wash right you know. Right
2: you know? Yeah. We do, we live in a fallen world, yeah,
1: in a fallen world. especially with today's uh mm-hmm. circumstances, it's very scary,
2: but. Well, thank you guys for having me on. Thank you so made, much made me, for being our first Maybe a future guest. episode, not a murder, uh, but it's a story. Hopefully uh, nothing else bad happens to no, you. No, 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 but stay tuned for someday hearing the story about when your mother and I, my twin sister Gina, when we saw each other, but we weren't in the same room. Dun, what? Dun, dun,
0: dun. What? <laughs> um, Jill's really actually freaked out by like, um, like spooky stuff like that, or shall like I conspiracy theories.
1: Well, What? I've never I've heard okay. that. But hold on. No, Is it a long here. story? No, that... not really.
0: Okay, because otherwise I feel like Gina's going to be upset.
2: No, because no. you know it's well, more wants my to be story. I okay. shall tell it. Okay, and you do with what you will. A bonus story. I mean to... a bonus story. Bonus story. So. You. <laughs> When I was like three years old, let's say, I think I was three, at the house we grew up in, in the living room, there was two china cabinets that made like a corner, one wall and another. The one china cabinet is in your living room right now. The other china cabinet is, Aunt Mary has it, but they made- In my mom's living room? (laughs) Not mine. I'm sorry, I (laughs) forgot you were a grown-up and you don't live at home. She forgot
0: that she was in her house.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so it it made like a corner, and we were playing hide-and-seek with my older brother, who was like six or seven years older than us, and probably he was just telling us we were playing hide-and-seek, and and he was just, you know, getting rid of us. But we were hiding in the corner, but Dennis, um, my brother, jumped out um, across the room, and just startled us, and we were in the corner, and we were squealing with, you know, and I pushed my hand, there was glass on that china cabinet, I pushed my hand through the glass, which I remember the glass bending and pushing it through, and then I kind of remember it hurt, and then your mom, Gina, was crying because there was blood on her shirt and it was kind of ripped, probably from something else. And she was crying that her shirt was bleeding. My shirt is bleeding. My shirt is bleeding. Now I'm dripping in blood. They snatched me up and I have five brothers, so I don't know who all was doing all this. And I have a twin sister and an older sister. So somebody wrapped me in uh, blankets. I remember laying in the hallway, but they're wrapping me up and they, the talking, I mean, I remember all of this. And then I remember kind of being in the car ride. Um, they remember going, being taken into the emergency room. And I remember mom saying, I think there's a bell around here. Like, I guess there was nobody, you know, like out front or whatever. I think there's a bell that you ring. Anyway, and then I remember Lane being sewed up. And I remember mom, and granny, was uh, sitting next to me, and I remember as they were sewing, it, it, every time they'd stick me with the needle, I would bend my feet, flex my feet, and it hurt when I did that. So that's what I did. Every time they'd jab, I would flex my feet, and I'd feel that pain, and I'd deflect the pain, and I, I didn't cry and they kept saying i think she's in shock she's not crying she's not crying but remember i was 3 i was deflecting that pain and i still do that to this day i will flex and i will even though my feet don't hurt when i do that well fallen arches or whatever you know old lady stuff mm-hmm. but so but as they were sewing and i was doing that i kept looking over and there was benches and i saw my twin sister Gina and I kept looking over there and I said to mom, I just want to go to Gina. I just want to go over there. Can I go over to Gina? And mom was like, I don't think they'll let you do that. I'm getting sewed up on I had cut three main blood veins. I was, you know, in pretty pretty bad shape. I don't think they'll let you do that. So I'm looking over there. I just want to go to Gina. They sewed me up and I remember the next day I, I had to stay the night in the hospital. Like when I went to grandma's, I got a toy. So it turned out pretty good, you know. But but uh, several years later, I was talking, Gina and I were talking about this, and she said, Yeah, I remember them sewing you up, watching them sew you up and saying, Can't I go over there to Tina? Can't I go over I there don't to like Tina? this. Yes. No, Granny's well, gonna ruin we were it. Like, why I mean, I was literally dying. You know, I was getting sewed up. Why were they letting her watch that unfold? That had to be gruesome. So we went first to Granny, to Mom, and she was like, you guys weren't in the same room. I don't like that. And so, so just to verify, the next time we we're over at Dad's, we told that story. Same thing. He goes, you guys weren't in the same room. Oh wow. We were not, and I can still, plain as day, see her. And she... Will swear she saw me do it, and of course, mom, you know, good old granny. She was like, "Well, maybe they, maybe she, there was a window or something." It's like, no, no window. That's no. creepy. I don't like that. That was a
1: bonus story. I thought I thought you were I told about you, to say. Bill doesn't like stories like that. No, I thought you were about to talk about how mom got caught on fire or something. If Aunt Mary's listening, she can she can uh,
2: verify that happened. Yeah, oh sure, yeah, right. And I remember when I came home to the hospital, Charlie who's my neighbor now, was clean, had the, the duty of cleaning out the china cabinet and fixing the glass. So wait, Aunt Mary has that one? She has that one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. And there was a bowl that had blood in it. And he, I remember I was sitting on the couch, and he came over, he goes, oh, like that, and kind of just showed, look at that, look what you did, or something like that, kind of teasing me. I was like, Oh <laughs> I literally have never heard that you
1: almost died before
2: like that. Well, and that wasn't even the first time I almost died. I no, I was. <laughs> I think only, we need to end your, the podcast your, now. <laughs> your mom weighed six pounds and some ounces. I weighed. Look at me now, weighed six uh, four pounds. She, she stole, stole your one of my weights. Wow, yeah, one of my pounds. She wanted to be a twin, yes, but I had to stay in an incubator mm-hmm. for like I don't know three days or something like that. So she
1: was trying to absorb you. Yeah. To be the, the greater twin. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> anyway, so that's that. Well,
1: thank you for sharing your story. You know, giving a little uh, testimony in there. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to the Holy Spirit. Right. Murder, misery, and Jesus. That's right. <laughs> well, um, so that was Tina's firsthand experience at Honigman's F&M Crown Jewels in uh, the robbery that took place there. Nineteen ninety one. In nineteen ninety one, and uh, again, we just want to give our condolences to Stephen and, well, I guess rest in peace to Stephen, but it's condolences to his family. I guess you mentioned his daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just horrible, and I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what else yeah. to say. No, that's a that's a pretty
0: interesting story. Like that's crazy that you were there just moments before. But thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and then giving us a little bonus story. That was fun. Uh,
1: If you all want to submit any stories, feel free to send them to us. And we are going to compile some like hometown, like whether or not you were involved in one, like Tina or you know of one, you know, or maybe your uncle was a murderer. If your uncle's a murderer, send us the full story and we will... Um,
0: that's oddly specific, Julian. I'm sure someone committed a
1: murder. If they want to, if submit. you're listening to this from prison right now and you want to send in your story, we'll read it, but we probably won't be nice to you. <laughs> but I probably will. They be won't nice get a T-shirt. If you, you don't
0: committed the murder,
2: you won't get a T-shirt. Right.
1: <laughs>
0: I will probably be nice to you. joe will say you deserve to be there. <laughs> right. That's usually how it goes. It
1: depends. <laughs> I I feel like you know I with Tina's story. 15 year brain is still developing and and I, I feel like he probably was very much coerced into it um you know and that's very sad that his entire life was taken away uh however the older man i i'm sorry you literally pulled a ring off of a uh, somebody's who you thought dead off her finger and i don't have any remorse for you but
0: i could agree with that i i know that you are over here with you don't you don't know that you feel the same way about the 15 year old but I think 15's very young, and I think you don't understand what you're doing at that age. And maybe he looked up to this person, and he made the wrong choice to look up to the wrong person, but he thought, you know, this is what I need to do, that kind of thing. Um, but definitely
1: the adult man, I don't... No remorse. Yeah. Mm-mm. This was a... Horrific. He almost took my aunt from me. She's one of, one of my favorite aunts. I can't say, because I got like <laughs> five that listened to this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and oh, my mom course. is so mad right I'm now i'm your favorite aunt tina yeah yeah you're my favorite aunt tina yeah. too. yeah yeah
0: i like that <laughs> <laughs> okay well um like jill said if you guys have stories we might give you guys some bonus episodes or maybe make an episode out of your stories depending on how many we get submitted so you guys can find our podcast on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher and more and if you haven't already please follow us on our tiktok and our instagram and join our facebook group we may or may not be doing a t-shirt giveaway soon uh, but we will be back together next thursday with another episode all right bye you want to say bye 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 <laughs>